Oh, All I right. <laughs> Welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find out what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their business into the millions. Stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and a way more sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Um, Nicholas, would you mind telling our audience a little bit more about who you are and what your business is? Not at all. Thank you. My name's Nick or Nicholas Ferber. No one calls me Nicholas, but there it is. Um, and I have for 23 years been in the executive search space. I uh, have built two companies in that space and, and hope to be done with this one, as in not leaving, but we'll see. Um, it's, <laughs> I have argued... And no one's ever disagreed. The single worst product a person could ever sell is people. And that's what I sell. Because if two parties agree that your house is worth a million or your car is worth 100,000, it's done. That's not my business. I, I've had people at the finish line hundreds of times for more money than they expected, closer to home, better benefits. And I get that Sunday night call to say, you know, when, you know what, Nick, I talked to my wife. And I don't even wait for them to finish the sentence. There are no good endings to that sentence. Um, <laughs> so I love what I do. And I love making an impact. And I love that, you know, you know, I would claim people's health is number one and their money's number two. And I'm very involved with their money and trying to get them more money, more upside, better opportunity, et cetera. That's my job. And it's very enjoyable. And watching people I then place grow and evolve and then call me to say, I'm now the CFO. I, I need to hire some people under me, whatever it might be. Very fulfilling. So yeah. that's my job at its best and at its worst in a nutshell. Um, yeah, is thank that, you. Is that yeah, good, perfect. Jeff? That's perfect, perfect, man. Thank you. It's it's an important thing. I know in our CEO roundtable groups, uh, finding good people is the number one challenge that they're brainstorming about right now. For sure, that is the topic uh, that they're the most uh challenged by and most uh concerned with so yeah i get it completely um you, you've built multiple businesses as you look back over the years what what's something that jumps out at you that you, you would attribute your growth to i i'd say partnering with the right people is is number one and and then oddly enough because it goes back to what i do every day finding the talent because you can't, you can't build on mediocrity. You can get by on mediocrity, but you can't build on it. And so trying to find people, and it's, there's a luck element, no question. And if, if anyone who follows you watches the NFL draft, there's a very high rate of failure. And those, those are people looking to spend tens of millions with great research and a huge team, and they're still wrong more than half the time. So yeah. um, I'm, it is. I'm a Jackson. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So uh, all okay. we do is 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 draft top picks that are done. Yes. that's all we do. Right. So I mean, is, is your QB good or not good? I haven't decided, but he's certainly very talented. Um, well, but they, yes. they, we, they're always talented before they get to Jacksonville, at least. That yes, that might be a better statement, but. Um, trying to find talent that, that is going to grow and is going to last is difficult. And, and there are mistakes along the way, but you can build a lot on a few very good people. And, and sadly, by contrast, it only takes a few bad apples to sort of spoil everything. So, you know, that is the challenge. And, and, yeah. and then when I talk to 
hugely successful entrepreneurs that are calling me for the 10th or 20th time to make a hire. It's, it's the same challenge. Of course, they've got to grow the top line and grow the bottom line and open the new office. But finding talented people is, it's, it's always going to be number one, because if, if by chance you've built something and there are 100 employees or five offices or whatever it might be, you can't be on the assembly line everywhere. You can't be in the five offices in three states. You have to have people you can trust. And, right. and, and there'll always be a luck element, but with, with a good sense of what you're looking for and intelligence sort of interaction, hopefully you, you succeed more than you fail. Yeah, yeah, well said. I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way from your own businesses and from speaking to so many other entrepreneurs that, that you work with based off of all your past experiences and past conversations with, with, with great business leaders, if you were coming into a brand new, different business, what would be some of the first things that you think you'd look into to start growing that business? So just so we're clear, Jeff, in, in the premise, I, I already like new business XYZ and believe in it. I, I, I'm committed. I'm, I'm starting yeah. the shoe company, whatever it might be. Yeah, you just what got the keys to it. Yeah. yeah, you just okay. got the keys to a different new business. But based off of everything you've done in other businesses, what were some of the first things that you'd start doing? I, I well, I wouldn't have said yes if I didn't think there was some level of differentiation. If I'm okay, you know, and, and in what I do, that's exactly. It's frankly the only thing I think I do better than the next guy because. Anyone doing what I do can represent Jeff, the star CEO, anyone. So how, how am I any better than the other 100 you know, search firms in the area? It's, it's how deeply I get to know Jeff and, and, and how well I'm able to represent him to the client. So in this case, whatever the new business is, if you think you're just another, you know, you're no better than the other 87 sandwich shops within a 10 mile radius, you shouldn't be in that business. So whether it's, fresher ingredients or better service or better pricing or, or amazing sort of playroom in, in, in the sandwich shop for the kids. I don't know, making these things up. If you, if you can't differentiate, you'll get by, but you can't, you can't grow by being just as mediocre as the next guy. That's what I would say. And that's my fight every day to yeah. either get the better candidate or represent, or frankly, the truth, what I do better than everyone else is I have clients no one else can get to. And and that's from deep relationships and huge amounts of networking. Um, right. So that if Jeff really wants to go to important private equity from such and such, it's me or he's not getting there. So, but if you can't differentiate, you're not going to be special. You're not going to grow exponentially. And, and you might get by, you might do well, but you're not going to be special. Got it. Um, so you've, you've observed, you've had a, a, a unique perspective of observing lots of different businesses. What do you feel most small business owners do wrong? That one, I, I love that we're unprepared, or we're not unprepared. You're very well prepared. I wasn't prepared for these questions. So what do I think most small business? Um, yeah, it's a, well, it's, tell you me, don't have to, I'll, just whatever no, no, comes no, it's to a your great mind, question. I'll, I'll tell you, I will tell you one right now that, that I encounter with, with frequency. Yeah. The smaller companies often are uncomfortable with my fees. And that seems very much about me, but I'm going to apply it to all business. Smaller businesses aren't often nearly as willing to spend to grow as slightly larger businesses. Mm -hmm. And then when you, 
when you go bargain basement on if you're like a CFO and you underpay or you're just at market and there's no offer of equity or a great bonus. Yeah, you know what? You're calling Nick eight months later to say it didn't work out with Stevie. Can you help me now? You're eight yeah. months worse off. Maybe he absconded with you know the, the half the money from the business or made some terrible deals that are going to hurt you for years. So some not sometimes with decent frequency, the smaller businesses that I deal with, not just in how they want to talk to the executive search guy, but they're trying to cut corners that often in the long run cost them much more money. And so that's yeah, not like, the same as everyone should have a penthouse on Fifth Avenue in New York, but but you got to invest in the business would be the short version of what I just said. Right. And it's like a lot of times you, you get what you pay for is the reason why that expression has lasted all these years. Um, what, what would you say has been the most influential book that you've read or listened to? There, I, I, I read, I don't really listen. I, I read a lot of business books. Mm-hmm. Um, one, maybe my favorite, my favorite in the last few years is who is Michael Ovitz? Michael Ovitz is absolutely accepted as the largest Hollywood agent ever. He's, mm-hmm. docu- he's now a billionaire, so he's done quite well, you could say. He, yep. he built uh, um, C, C, Creative Artist, CAA, Creative Artist oh, wow. Artists yeah. Agency. He was yeah, yeah. the co-founder with three or four other guys. Uh-huh. His, his book's amazing because he comes from poverty. He went and worked as an agent through massive hard work and was doing okay and drove a Jag and felt pretty good about himself. And then he and three others left to start CAA. And there were huge struggles and he built something huge and he built something with a few thousand employees. He built something with about half a billion a year of revenue. Um, He created enormous personal wealth, became a a highly respected art collector, something I know nothing about, but still we'll count it. Um, And, uh, but I liked any any book I'm where I get to read about sort of the finished product. I've read a few Warren Buffett books, Elon Musk, anyone who came from small and got big, I'm very interested in each and every step. And there's always a luck element somewhere along the way, but, but these are people who live the business and, and have no sense of the clock. They're seven days a week working and building and growing the business. And it's, there's never a party where they're not trying to meet someone. There's never a birth, there's, there's never anything. I mean, his, his son got sick at one point and he had to rush into a hospital and they, he forgot his checkbook and they gave him the medication anyway. Well, he, he donated half a million dollars to the hospital the next day and now sits on their board. But everything for him somehow was about business. And, you know, mm. even when it was loved ones, it became, you know, somehow marketing and business. But um, that's my most recent enjoyable read. Oh, thank you. I've, I've not heard about it. Sometimes you hear some of the same names. I, I've not heard that one. So thank you for that. Um, if you could go back in time to when you first started out and say one bit of advice to younger you, what would you say? I, I got one. And I, that one, no, no, I, I joined a very bad company. I'm not going to name a name right now, but if, if you are, if you, if you don't like or trust the people you work for, you have to get out. doesn't matter mm-hmm. how well you're being paid. Your future is not bright. It just yeah. isn't. Um, wow. And there are enough good, there are enough bad people out there. We all know that, but there are also enough good people out there. You know, you you don't need to be with you know bad people. And and I was scared of taking a step back in leaving. 
that it and it held me up a long time but but it, it's worth the pain to be around good people not bad people frankly yeah um that's that's so true what questions should i be asking you that i haven't um um well i'll go on for you i'll flip it yep. around on you maybe awesome. you can help me Okay. This will by, math, by far be my best financial year ever. I have no idea what I'm going to do for next year. So my question, because I know you're, you're much more successful than me. My question to you is after a good year, how do you repeat it or do better? Because I'm not sure what I'm going to do for 23. I, 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 lo I love that question. I think so much as you know, so much of it has to do with your, your own beliefs. You know, you can have these limiting beliefs that, or, or the scarcity that I think most entrepreneurs, I know when it's really good, it feels like, Oh God, it couldn't be this good for too long. Um, yeah. You know, or it's, it's, it always feels like there's gotta be another shoe that, you know, cause entrepreneurs were so used to fighting and punching our way out of, you know, corners that when things are going great and you do have a best year ever, it feels like, Oh, it can only be this good for so long. But I think it's important to remind yourself, if you look at the total market share of what you do and you do the actual math, the percentage of market share that you have right now is so much more tiny than you might think. You know, it's like, you know, for most business, it's like probably like a percent of the market share. And, and, and uh, you know, I have friends who have built businesses so big that we started at about the same time. And then, you know, I'd add another employee or two and they're adding dozens of employees. You know, I'm getting to like where I've got an office with some people and they've got hundreds of, uh, of employees. And, and anytime, you know, when you think it's a big number, you know, you know, I would challenge you to add a zero and think, what would we need to do if, if our next goal for the next three years out was 10 times the size of where we're at now? What would we, we need to fundamentally change about our business? What, who are we working with? Who are our partners? What's the culture like? What's, you know, and, and, and to not try to maintain where you're at you know it's like you see it in football you mentioned football a lot of times a team has a lead and then they start playing to not lose the lead yeah. instead of just playing to just destroy them and dominate and and obliterate them you know they just start kind of like trying to run down the clock and not lose the lead so i would say stay on offense and and set bigger goals not pie in the sky objectives and i think you know this is a good topic for for anybody is is one believe that whatever whatever the next thing is possible to where three years from now you look back and you think oh that's funny remember when we we couldn't believe how good x was yeah. like you know I, and i have a friend that he kept doubling his business right he went from 25 million a year to 50 million a year and then 50 million a year i said all right well he's not going to double to 100 million until he did and then when he was at 100 million a year, I said, all right, well, he's not going to double to 200 million a year. And then he did. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, it's not like he can just double 200 million to 400 million. And then he did. Okay. This, yeah. this year, he'll do yeah. over 900 million in, mm -hmm. in one year in revenue. Yeah. And I promised you uh, he would consider a billion in sales a year or two from now, a disappointment. 
<laughs> which yeah. you know you, you you start to think in that in those terms and you're like what am i talking about you know whatever our number is like it's too good to be true which it's great i mean you know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's like a balance you know it's like my dad right now uh, as we're recording this, he's he's getting medical treatment and then everything's a balance, you know, you you do this, but then that could lower this and then you got to fix this, but that could, you know, affect this. And it's just like, so it's, it's, I think it's kind of balancing, being grateful for what you have and, and what you've done. Um, but at the same time, even though there's sort of opposites, you know, looking for, for that next thing and, and trying to enjoy the journey <laughs> it's probably a lot more than you were expecting me to say no but... no I, I asked in good faith and you answered and i appreciate and you hit a lot of key points because yeah i do as an entrepreneur live in fear and say every every time the phone rings it could be some serious money or it could be we've got a problem and and yeah, yeah. i i worry much more about the downside than get excited for the upside because yeah we got to yeah. keep going and you know yeah it, it's like um, you know, you, you look at like the one, I remember one time I was speaking in to a ballroom of CEOs or probably 160 CEOs in the room. And I felt like everybody in the room was kind of feeling what I was saying is I see lots of pens, like scribbling down ideas yeah. and notes from the different things we're doing and talking about. There was one guy in there who was making this face kind of like, I don't okay. know, he just didn't look happy, he didn't look into it. Yeah. And I, I was like doing everything I could to try to like turn this one guy out of 160 around. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh no, this isn't good. This isn't, you know, helpful. This isn't, you know, it's just this one guy. And then afterwards I was thinking, for all I know, that guy could have had a really bad stomach ache. He could have just yeah. got his a, a text yeah. that his daughter was in jail again. I don't know. Yeah. Or he could right. just be an asshole. But yeah. um but, you know, I all I, there were 159 people that were, you mm. know, getting a lot of value out of it and yeah. getting great ideas and, and getting motivated and all this stuff. And I just so uh, I would say, you know, uh, it, you don't want to get complacent and then just sit back and try to coast off of off of like, you know, what's been done. But, you mm. you know, it's that balance, just trying to find it. But but I think if if you're really clear on what your your top objectives are for the next you know, 12 months and what your mm-hmm. goals are, and what that needs to be every month, every week, every day, and, and monitoring and holding people accountable, you know, and, and, uh, and not, you know, going on to defense. But I mean, that's why, like, you know, it, it's easier said than done. You know, that's, that's why mm-hmm. most of us sell a company because we figure, you know, things are going good. Let's, you know, take chips off the table now while you can. And sometimes it's, it's the right call, you know, like the, the CEO of Groupon turned down, I think billions, he ended up, you know, leaving with almost nothing, you know, yeah. you know, those MySpace guys were probably pretty smart to sell it when they did. Sure, sure. But uh, any parting words of advice? Yes, for, like, while, you, while you advice. gave me, I'll give you a, my business is about failure even more than success. And there's absolutely been success, but I'm trying to find the absolute star, Jeff Davis, a job. I'm working with three other people at his level for the new CEO job at important company XYZ. If I succeed, I will have to call three out of four people and say, you didn't get it. So failure is more than half the time what I'm dealing with. And that's if I succeed, I may have to call all four to say you didn't get it. And then it's complete failure. But in my business, when when there is failure, which is frequent, and I give you a good case scenario, Joe, 
I just, I, every day I'm picking myself up off the mat because we didn't close that deal or we didn't get that search or we're up against two other firms and, and we might get it, but we were counting on it. And now we have one of three finalists and mm-hmm. frankly, all things being equal, a one in three shot and we don't yet know the outcome, et cetera. Yeah. You, if you want to be a business person, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to make it in America, maybe in the world, but I said America, you've got to deal with failure and you've got to, and I see this in golf more than anywhere else, not my sport. I'll hit a ball in the water and just continue and, and maybe even win the tournament type of thing. And you can't get stuck in the past in, in good business. You, you will lose deals and you won't get that office you were hoping to get or, or that great employee that you think could make a difference in, in the end picks the other firm, whatever it might be. You just have to keep going, put your head down and continue because there'll be success, but there will be failure. And if you get mired in the failure, there's not, no chance of good things happening. You got to just keep moving forward. That, that is a hundred percent the truth. And, and uh, I've talked to enough Inc 500 CEOs and super highly successful entrepreneurs and i've yet to meet one of them that didn't have story after story of of explosions and disasters and setbacks and and it you know feeling like it's over and dark moments and and stress and all of it all from the 100 million plus ceos to the ones that are you know at 5 10 million but growing but like all of them it's like anybody that tells you they're not is just a lie they lie about other things too but sure. it's just a, it's just about picking yourself back up being surrounding yourself with other people that have the similar belief or, or willing to fight like hell for their dreams too and and just you know getting all the gook out and and going for it but man thank you so much that that was freaking awesome I, I appreciate your time, Jeff. And, and if I added any value, it's a first for me. So. <laughs> All right. Oh.